0: I can't believe that May is just about here. May is a month that's expensive for me. Uh, Jeannie's birthday, our daughter Ellen's birthday, our grandson Jackson's birthday, our granddaughter Annabelle's birthday, Mother's Day. And our anniversary. (laughs) 34 years coming up. Two weeks from today. I remember going on a marriage retreat when we were in seminary in Louisville. Men were in one room and women were in another room. We'd been married maybe four or five years by then. And they asked us to rate our first year of marriage, year number one, on a scale of one to ten. Jeannie gave her number and I didn't hear it. And I gave my number and she didn't hear it. And when the retreat was over, we were talking about the question and what we had rated our first year of marriage. We each gave it a two. <laughs> Not that it was that bad, but it had gotten so much better. And so since Jeannie does all of the typing, um, I wanted her 34 years in to rate our marriage for all of us to see. Kind of a report card mm-hmm. as to how we're doing now. and We'll all be surprised together. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: it is moving in the right
0: direction. Another 300 years will be a solid four. Right? We can, we can oh, there you go. She knows her birthday's coming up in a few days. It's hard to believe 34 years. Time flies, doesn't it? It really does. Thank goodness we are finishing better than we started. The Bible describes life as a race. And the sad truth is, not everyone finishes well. We need to finish well. I probably was most impressed with that phrase when I was talking with my friend, Tom Lowry. I sent him a letter years ago. And I prayed for my friends in the ministry, and I asked Tom, what is it that I can pray specifically about for you? And I'll never forget what he said, Tom said, pray that I finish well. And I thought that was very wise. Because, well, we've seen people not finish so well. We've seen people disappear. Or we've seen people do things that they never should have done. and Be shipwrecked in the faith. All of us know some runners in the race that just stopped or went sideways or went backwards. Some get discouraged, some get distracted, and some get hurt. And eventually they find themselves sitting on the sidelines, not using their God-given potential, with unrealized dreams. So here's the words of encouragement to finish well. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, Let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Before we go further, let's pray together. Father, thank you for the runners in this room and the race of life and the race of the Christian life. And Father, we ask that you would give us refreshing today. That you would give us energy. That you would give us direction, and Father, thank you for being with us every step of the way in this race. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hebrews 12.1 talked about, as we began, a cloud of witnesses. Who is that talking about? Well, you have to go to chapter 11 of Hebrews, and it's really a list of people from uh, that you'd be familiar with from faith in the Old Testament, but that's not what we're going to concentrate on today. What I wanted to concentrate on are these words. Let us also lay aside every weight of the sin that clings so closely. Let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. This means we need to run with endurance and we need to run the whole race and never stop. We're in a marathon, not a sprint as Christians. But we need to put aside the stuff that slows us down. Our character is not determined by how we start the race, but how we finish it. And what Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 7-8 makes sense in light of this. He says, I fought the good fight, I finished the race. I've remained faithful, and now the prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing." To finish well, to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant, one day, which is what we all want to hear. What do we do? What are some hints to help us along the way? i thought of, well, a few. First, to finish the race well, we have to do this. We have to remove the obstacles. Remove the obstacles. The things that stop us, hold us back from doing everything and being everything God wants us to be. I thought about having a literal race today. I thought about, well, we've got some people on the front row, but I'm not going to make you do it, I promise. I thought about putting Helen Gillen against Mitch Hagen. No, no. Helen, Helen already have people cheering for you. But I thought about handicapping the race. Before they would race from one side of the sanctuary to the other side of the sanctuary, I thought it might be good to give Mitch maybe this chair and 10 hymn books, and maybe a podium (laughs) to get to the other side. Now, with even without that, Helen's pretty spry, and she might tell, I don't know, she'd probably beat me, but if one of them was encumbered with things, and if you were a betting person, you'd probably bet on the other one, wouldn't you, the one that wasn't toting the load? Well, forgive the English, but it's true. When we have things that get in our way of running, well, it, it, it messes us up. That's why we were told, let us lay aside every weight of the things that sin acclaims so closely. So what are those obstacles in our lives? I've told you this before, and I'll tell you this again. I think one of the greatest weapons Satan uses to mess us up is distractions. And that can be some good things, too. But he loves to distract us and get us sidetracked from our Christian walk. I've seen hobbies distract people from being active in churches. You ever seen that? I love clocks. I collect clocks and I work with clocks. I can take any clock in America apart. I can't get them together, but I can get them apart. I promise I can. And there's a, a group I want to join. It's the National Association of Watch and Clock Collectors, the NAWCC. NAWCC. And there's a chapter in Atlanta around Sandy Springs. And guess when they meet? Sunday morning. And guess who won't join? I won't. And I've seen people over the years join something and get involved in something. And then they've got a mess church this week. And then, well, it's this month. And then distraction. I've seen sports get in the way. In Indiana, which is a little basketball crazy state that we lived in for many years, they started traveling teams with six years old and they would have games on Sundays. Parents had to make a choice. What are we going to do? What's most important that we teach our child? Business could stop us from setting us on the Sabbath. There's a huge list of distractions that can hinder us. So that's one way that some people have. Another big hindrance can be our past. Our past can really weigh us down. With either guilt or shame over what we have done, or resentment and bitterness about what others have done to us. And it's a two-way street. Remember the Apostle Paul, he had a past. He persecuted the church. And then after he saw the light and came to Christ, well, a lot of people in the church shunned him. And so he had guilt and shame over what he had done, and then he could have had resentment and bitterness over how he was shunned. But he didn't become resentful or bitter. He wasn't focused on guilt and shame Look what he said in Philippians three thirteen and 14. Paul said, brethren, I do not count myself to apprehend apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We talked about that a few weeks ago, excuse me, when we looked at the final principle. So Paul wasn't going to be hindered by his past. The things he had done or the things that had been done. To him, He was going to race and keep his eye on the finish line. So to finish well, the first thing we need to do is to remove obstacles. The things that hinder us and distract us from going forward. I've over the years, this is another one that's very timely this week for me. I've over the years counseled people that probably need to change their circle of friends. You ever had to tell that to a kid or someone you love? You need some new friends. They're hanging out with the wrong crowd, and because of that, it stopped them from the race or really slowed them down. I'll do a funeral this week for a 19-year-old that died of a heroin overdose. And it's a horrible, tragic situation. And the choices she made led to a horrible circumstance. The devil is very serious about distracting us. So here's another help. If you've done that, and likely you've sorted those kinds of things out, and you've gotten rid of those things that slow you down, here's another help to finish well. Remember the reward. Remember the reward. And I love this part about it. Because I get excited about our reward. We can't run the race well without having our eye on the finish line. And maybe the older we get, the more we think about that finish line, the closer it gets. We have to continue to remind ourselves, no matter how old or how young we are, that the finish line is coming, and that's why we're doing what we're doing. First Corinthians 9.25 says this, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do for an eternal prize. Look at your neighbor and say, you have an eternal prize. Isn't that fabulous? You have an eternal prize. Colossians 3.2 says this. Think about things of heaven, not the things of earth. And that's important. Philippians 3.20 says, but we are citizens of where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for Him to return as our Savior. Heaven's getting crowded with people that I love, and I'm looking forward to a reunion one day. I look forward to heaven, and because of that, I will not stop because I'm going to keep the reward in mind. Here's another hint to finish well these words for all of us. And the third thought is to resist discouragement. And that might be easier said than done. Ever made a mountain out of a molehill? If you're breathing, there's a good chance you have done that. I have seen people stop the race because they were discouraged that all wasn't They had a family problem or they had a health problem or there was a church problem or there was a money problem and all of a sudden they got so discouraged that's all they can think about and they forgot every blessing in their life because they were so focused on that one thing that drove them to quit. D.L. Moody said, I've never known God to use a discouraged person because discouragement is the opposite of faith. It looks at its problems through human eyes, human understanding, instead of looking at them through the eyes of faith. Galatians 6.9 helps us by saying this, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll reap at the harvest of blessing if we don't give up. One way to resist discouragement is to make sure that we think properly. Philippians 4 8 we look at this a lot, but it teaches us how to think properly. Beloved, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, pleasing, commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, you think about these things. In 34 years, coming up the 14th of May, Jeannie and I have had the opportunity to think about the good things about one another or the bad things about one another now obviously there are no bad parts of her and so i'm talking really about her now so she's had an opportunity to think about this and this and this and she has chosen to pick the good parts and i'm thankful for that resist discouraged. I've been so fortunate over the years wherever I've had the good fortune to preach to have friends to encourage me. Uh, and that is so very necessary. Uh, my friend Bill McMillan called me and they left me a voicemail. I'm in, I don't know where you were, Savannah, Augusta, somewhere. I was just thinking about you and wanted you to know I was thinking about you today. That helps. It helps. Another thing that we always have to To finish well. Is renew ourselves daily. Renew ourselves daily. How do we do that? We do that through praying. Every day. Staying connected to God. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 puts it well. Pray without ceasing. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what I'm supposed to do. And when we do that. When we're in constant prayer with God. Our lives are going to be so much richer. Yesterday, Jeannie and I went to a restaurant, and the tables were very close together, and we had our meal, and an older gentleman and his daughter sat at the table next to us, very next to us, and they were loud talkers. They were very loud talkers. And therefore, we became unintentional eavesdroppers. You ever become an unintentional eavesdropper? when you're sitting right there and they're talking louder you're going to hear what's going on and well we did we didn't mean to but we did my family was falling apart she was telling her dad about leaving and choosing a job over family and God was never mentioned and then the food came and there was no prayer God wasn't invited to join them at the table and they were praying without ceasing to seem to me, they weren't praying at all and when we stop that we're in trouble and we'll never finish well if our prayer life is not what it's supposed to be the other thoughts and you know the next thing coming we have to make sure we're in God's Word not just at church but wherever we are Psalms 119:105 105 puts it like this. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He tells you how to live and he tells me how to live. I have good news for you today about this. You are here and you are running. You need to keep it up. You need to finish well. The wonderful part about this race that God has for us is it no matter how we old we are, or what we have done, or what we haven't done, He's always there saying, Get up. Get up and run. Finishing well is so very important. Can you imagine what would happen to this world if you went home and you got on your device and you turned on the news and the headline was Billy Graham and Franklin Graham rob a bank in North Carolina. Can you imagine how that rocked the world? It's not going to happen by the way. It's not going to happen because they're going to finish well. But what's the headline about us? It would rock the world too. Finish well.